glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're going to talk about and do a study on the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And I believe as we start studying the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, we're going to see the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And he's going to start revealing himself and showing himself for who he is and for what he does. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, we've been praying for a move of God. We've been praying for an awakening to take place across this nation and throughout these islands. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, when we're talking about an awakening, when we're talking about a move of God, what we're really talking about is a move of the Holy Ghost. Move of the what? The Holy Ghost. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, he states, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, most of us in there have already been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen? But I wanna, what I want to do, I want to examine the words that's used here when he talks about the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, say the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, say it like you mean it. The Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Well, John states that we should be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The word holy here is the Greek word hagios, which refers to something that is hollow that you would consider very precious. You what? That you would consider very precious. And the Greek word for ghost here is the Greek word pneuma, and that's spelled P-N-E-U-M-A, which comes from the Greek root nu, which is P-N-E-U. Now, the root nu, P-N-E-U, communicates the idea of dynamic movement of air. It can mean to blow as to blow air or to blow air through an instrument or an instrument used to produce a distinct musical sound. Let me say it again. Or an instrument that is used to produce a distinct musical sound. There are also places where, places where it's translated to breed or to emit a fragrance. To emit a what? Fragrance. Glory to God. But when new becomes pneuma, it carries a profound range of meaning, including life, life force, force, energy, dynamism, and power. Somebody say power. And see, one thing about the Jews, the Jews considered Numa to be the powerful force of God that created the universe and all living things. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that force, they say, continues to sustain creation. Well, look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. I give everybody time to get there. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. <laughs> and it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the what? The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. In other words, he was like a powerful force of air blowing upon the face of water, waiting to be released so that he could create something. 
Come on, say amen, somebody. So that he could what? Create something. Well, turn to Job 33, 4. Job chapter 33, verse 4. And you can also find Job 27, verse 3. And Job 26, 13. <laughs> 26, verse 13. Well, we're going to start with Job 33, verse 4. Where it says, the Spirit of God has made me. No, we're talking about air here. We're talking about blowing here. And the breath of the Almighty has what? Given me life. He says, the breath of the Almighty has given me life. So when the Holy Ghost is blowing, he brings life into a dead situation. We're talking about the breath of God. Look at Job 27.3. Job says, all the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my what? Is in my what? Nostril. Listen, Job was very aware of the Spirit of God, folks. Why? Because the Spirit of God has been here since the beginning of creation, and he will always be here. Come on, say amen. Well, look at Job 26, 13. Where he says, by his spirit, he has garnished the heavens. His hand has formed the crooked servant. I like the New Living Translation, amen, where it says, his spirit made the heavens beautiful. And his power pierced the gliding serpent. And the Message Bible reads it this way. With one breath, he clears the sky. With one finger, he crushes the sea serpent. He said, with one breath, he clears the sky. So when the Spirit of God is blowing through a room, he's moving things and he's clearing things. He said, with one breath. All it takes is one breath of God, folks. Say it again. All it takes is one breath of God. Look at Psalms 33, 6. So one of the manifestations of the Holy Ghost is the breath, a breeze, a blowing. Moving of air. Blows through things. Come on, say amen. Psalm 33, 6. By the word of the Lord were the what? Heavens made, and all the host of them by the what? By the what? Breath of his mouth. So the Holy Spirit is the all-creating breath of God, folks. So when he begins to start to breathe, when he begins to start to blow through a room, what's he doing? He's creating things. Oh, let me say it again. He's creating things. Come on. We're looking for God to blow through rooms. Blow in our homes. Blow throughout this community. Come on. Blow throughout the United States. He's creating things. So John states that he cometh after me shall baptize you with Hagios, someone very precious to God, and shall baptize you in Numa, someone that carries with him a life, a force, 
energy, dynamism, and power. See, the word pneuma also carries with, the, carries with it the idea of a fragrance. Somebody say fragrance. The Holy Spirit carries with him the very essence of God, the very presence of God. So when he breathes on you, it's like the fragrance of fresh air. Come on, take a deep breath. That's why some have smelled a calm, sweet smelling fragrance when the Holy Spirit is in the room. Sometimes you can smell the fragrance of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. But just like, you know, when Brian blows through the saxophone to produce a distinct sound, when the Holy Spirit is moving, it's God breathing or emitted his own substance into the atmosphere. And there's a distinct sound we will hear as he's moving in the earth. Come on, we're going to hear the sound of the Holy Ghost. Come on, say amen, somebody. And it's going to be music to our ears. Now, the, the word pneuma can also portray the projection of emotions. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. The word pneuma also can also portray the projection of emotions. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, we know the Holy Spirit can be grieved. We know that he can be grieved. So that means there's an emotional side to him. It says in Ephesians 4.30, it says, The grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. The word grieve means to be in heaviness. It means to be saddened, and it means to be sorrowful. In other words, you can sadden the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can, you can put him in heaviness. Amen. You can make him sorrowful. But when the Holy Ghost is moving, guess what? We're going to sense the very heart of God. Oh, you hear what I just said. When the Holy Ghost is moving, we're going to sense the very heart of God. We will feel what he feels through the Holy Ghost. We will hear what he hears through the Holy Ghost. We will sense the very bowels of God moving in the earth through the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're talking about what? Manifestations of the Spirit of God. Now go back to Matthew 3, 11. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And with fire. Turn to Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 5, when describing the Spirit of God, notice what he says here. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. Then we're going to go to Luke chapter 24, verse 13 through 19. And then from 25, verse 25 through 31. Little plug there. Revelations 4, 5. 
When described in the Spirit of God, he says, out of the throne proceedeth lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of what? Seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the what? The seven spirits of God. See, the Holy Spirit appears as lamps of fire. Well, let's talk about the characteristics of fire. One thing about fire, fire is enlightening. Come on. So the Holy Spirit will do what? He's going to bring illumination of things. See, many things are going to be shown for what they truly are when the Holy Ghost shows up like we're expecting him to show up. Fire is also warming. Look at Luke 24, 13. Fire is also what? Warming. Here in Luke 24, 13, it says, And behold, two of them went that way that same day to a village called Emus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all things which had happened, talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, it says, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have one another as you walk and are sad? So what are y'all talking about? What is y'all's conversation here? Let me hear. And one of them whose name was Cleopas answered said unto him, art thou only a stranger? You ain't been here, boy? You ain't heard? Has not, has, has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days, you don't know what's going on. Haven't you read the newspaper? And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and the word before God and all the people. So what did they do? They started expounding on what they knew. And then in verse 25, Jesus began to speak. Then he said unto them, O fools, <laughs> and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures and the thing concerning himself. And they drew nigh into the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, and they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. For it is towards evening, and the day is spent, and he went in to tarry with them. Now, here he is, Jesus walking with them. They still don't know who he is. He even expounded the scriptures to them, and they still ain't figured out who he is. And now they ask him to spend a night with us. And said, so he tarried in and tarried with them, and it came to pass, as he was at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And when he gave them the bread, what happened? Their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of the sight. Well, what happened? The Holy Ghost brought illumination. Amen. He was right there amongst them, talking with them, walking with them, and they didn't even know it was him. Just like in the world today, the Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God has been here, but they don't recognize his presence. 
His presence can only be recognized through the work of the Holy Ghost. And see, during this awakening, during this move of God, we're going to that we're anticipating and we're believing for. Guess what? The Holy Ghost is really going to reveal to people who the Son of God really is. They will see what they couldn't see before. And just like fire warms the same thing will happen in the lives of people that happened to these two men. Look at verse 32. And, so, and they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened, up, opened to us what? The scriptures. See, as we preach the word, even as we study the word, come on, say amen, somebody. Even as we study the word of God, our hearts are going to begin to burn within us from the revelation we're going to begin to receive. Oh, come on, same. Come on. We will sense a warming sensation in our hearts as we listen to the word being preached. And we will know that we know that we know that God is bringing illumination to something that we need or something that is missing. Because why? We'll sense a warmth in our heart. As we get into the word, as we hear the word, as the word is being preached and going forth. Come on, say amen, somebody. We'll go to Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Jeremiah experienced some of the same things we're talking about. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And I'm also looking at the Living Bible. Jeremiah 20, verse 9. It says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more his name. No more, Jeremiah was in rebellion a little bit here. He was saying, I no longer want to be your messenger, God. He no longer wanted to go around saying, Thus saith the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. <laughs> he said, I, I'm done with it. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Why? Because when the word of the Lord came to him, it wasn't a good word for those that, he was, that it was directed towards. And they would beat him and persecute him because of the word. And he got tired of getting beat. <laughs> he got tired of being thrown in wells. Come on, say amen, somebody. And put in prison. For thus saith the Lord. <laughs> but he stated here, when I tried not to speak his word anymore, he said, but his word was what? In my heart as a burning fire that shut up in my bones. He said, and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Living Bible reads it this way. He says, and I can't quit. For if I say I'll never again mention the Lord, never more speak in his name, then his word in my heart is like a fire that burns in my bones, and I can't hold it any longer. Listen, the Holy Ghost is going to bring such a burning in your heart that what you will receive, you will no longer be able to keep to yourself.
Come on, you'll have that burning like, like Jeremiah here. Come on, say, man, I can't hold it in. I can't hold it in any longer. I can't, everywhere you go, I can't hold it in. You go on your job, I can't, I got to tell you what I learned on Sunday. I can't hold it in. When you're walking down the street, you got, oh, you got to stop right here. I got to give you, I got to get this out of me. I got to get it out. Why? It's like fire shut up in my bones. I gotta tell somebody about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What else do we know about fire? Fire is consuming, folks. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23. Fire is consuming. Fire is consuming. Know what he says here. To the general assembly in the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. And to God, the Jezebel, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. <laughs> and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We know the blood of Abel cried vengeance, while the blood of Jesus cried mercy. But he goes on to say, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. Listen, don't refuse a word that you're receiving from. Because he says, for if they escaped not who refused him that spake on the earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Amen. Whose voice then what? Shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. God is about to shake not only the earth, but heaven itself. Now, he's not talking about the third heaven, because third heaven don't need to be shaken. But what needs to be shaken is the heavens where Satan's empire is reigning. Come on. Those spiritual wickedness in high places and heavenly places. So in this awakening, in this move of God, the kingdom of darkness is going to experience a shaking. That's going to shake off oppression. That's going to shake off depression. Going to shake off blinders from people's eyes. There's going to be a shaking in the heavenly folks. Say, neighbor, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Tell somebody else, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Not only in the earth, but in the heavens. Look at verse 27. He said, in this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaking, <laughs> as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. See, things that can be shaken are the things of this world. And what Kenneth Copeland calls is this Babylonian system of people trying to succeed without God. Come on, say amen, somebody. But here he's saying there's something that when the shaking starts, it cannot be shaken. It cannot be shaken. Then he tells us in verse 28, wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming. Why? 
Fire, listen, fire affects everything and alters everything it touches. Let me say it again. Fire affects and alters everything it touches. It consumes everything in its path. And a fireman will tell you, it can get to a place where all you can do is let it burn. And hopefully it'll burn itself out. Well, guess what? The Holy Ghost can't burn out. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. We're going to see the consuming fire of God affect everything in its path. Everything in its path. That consuming fire is not only aimed at the world, but it's also going to be aimed at people who are not walking in the light of God or the light of what they know, like the children of Israel, amen, where this was quoted from. Matter of fact, look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. It's also aimed at people who are not walking in the light of God or the light of what they know, like the children of Israel. And that's where this word was quoted from. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. Look what he says here. Take heed unto yourself, lest you forget the what? The covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and you and make you a what? Graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God has what? Forbidden thee. In other words, they forgot. They were, he said, don't forget the, command, the covenant that I made with you. Come on. That's why it's so important for you to know your covenant and know what's in your covenant. And don't forget the covenant God made with you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then he said, make sure you get rid of anything that gets in the way between you and God. He said again, get rid of anything that gets in the way of you and God. Anything that gets in the way of you serving God, get rid of it. Why? He said, verse 24, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. God said, don't put anything in front of me. Why? Because I'm a jealous God. Guess what? Jealousy is an emotion. Some of y'all know about jealousy. <laughs> Come on. You know about jealousy. Jealousy is an e emotion. And God says, I'm a jealous God. And I'm a consuming fire. I'm a consuming fire. Don't make me jealous. Because I'll consume everything that's in my path. Come on, you know, when you're jealous, you're ready to consume anything in your path. <laughs> Between you and that man or you and that woman. Come on, say amen. <laughs> Sharon said, I ain't never did anything you need. <laughs> Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 2. <laughs> so Holy Ghost is a consuming fire. He's going to consume everything in his path, folks. Come on, we're talking about an awakening here. We're talking about a move of God that's going to sweep across this nation. He's going to consume everything in his path. That's why they ain't going to know what hit them. Glory to God. Fire is also manifested in the judgment of God. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2. Notice what he says here. But who 
may abide in the day of his coming. Who shall stand when he appear? For he is like a what? Refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a what? Refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may what? Offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the what? The sorcerers, against the adulterers, and the goods of false swears, and against those that oppress the hairling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and to turn aside of strangers from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Are you listening to me out here? But notice what he says here. I will be swift against sorcerers. I'll be swift against sorcerers. I'll be swift against adulterers. That's judgment, folks. I'll be swift against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages. Come on. That may be your boss. <laughs> I'll be swift against the widow and the fatherless that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord, I change not, therefore the sons of Jacob are not consumed. We'll go to Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 18, where God is passing judgment on Israel. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 18. Ezekiel 22, 18, where he says, Son of man, the house of Israel is to me become dross. Are they as brass and tin and iron and lead in the midst of the what? Furnace. They are even the dross of silver. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because you have become dross, therefore Behold, therefore, I will gather you in the midst of Jerusalem as they gather silver and brass and iron and lead and tin into the midst of the what? Furnace to blow fire upon it and to melt it. So will I what? Gather you in my anger and in my fury. And I leave you there and melt you. Yeah, I will gather you and blow upon you the fire of my wrath and you shall be melted in the midst thereof. And as silver is melted in the midst of furnace, so shall you be melted in the midst thereof, and you shall know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury upon you. So fire is nothing to play with, folks. Because fire also brings forth judgment. Why? That's one of the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. That's what he comes to do. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, go to John 16, 7, where Jesus is talking about the Holy Ghost. We're going to read John 16, 8 from the Living Bible through 10. We're going to go through from 7 through 10. The Living Bible, 8 through 10. John 16, 7, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus is getting ready to go. 
He's letting them know some things before he leaves. He says, expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'm going to do what? I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will what? He will what? Reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. A sin because they believe not on me. A righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. And of judgment because the prince of this world is what? Judged. Now notice in verse 80 says he reproved the world of sin. It didn't say he's going to reprove the believer of sin. Because your own spirit convicts you, not the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me? He didn't come to reprove you of sin. He came to reprove the world of sin. Well, let me read this from the Living Bible, where it says in verse 8, And when he has come, he will convince the world of its sin and of the availability of God's goodness and of the deliverance from judgment. That sounds like a good God to me. Come on, it's not like he's giving you opportunity. He said, the world's sin is unbelief in me. He said, there is righteousness available because I go to the Father and you shall see me no more. There is deliverance from judgment because the prince of this world has already been what? Judged. See, the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to burn away the blinders of people's eyes so they can see sin as it truly is. That's who we're going to see, folks. Amen. That's what we're going to see. They're going to see homosexuality as it truly is. Amen. Do you hear me? And all the other crazy things they're doing. They're going to see sin as it truly is in this great awakening. Devil ain't going to be able to hide this stuff no more. People are going to know that they know that they know that is sin. And that is wrong. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then he's going to give them a choice. You can either choose the fiery judgment or you can choose the righteousness of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, it's the, it's the fire of the Holy Ghost that convicts people of sin. Amen? And the Holy Ghost is going to flow through these United States, flow through these Caribbean islands. Come on, say amen, somebody. And he's going to show himself strong and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. They're going to know that they know that they know it by this awakening. Are you listening to me out there? People are going to see sin as it truly is. Are you following me? Look at Luke 12, 49. What else do we know about fire? Fire makes all its seizes like itself. When fire hits, it consumes everything, and everything becomes part of the flames. <laughs> Come on, are you listening to me? Have you ever seen a fire? You put wood in it, and that fire becomes a flame. It turns everything, amen, to look like itself. Glory to God. And also, you find when you look at a fire, the flames are always moving upwards. Towards what? To 
towards heaven. So does the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is always heavenward, folks. In Luke chapter 12, verse 49, Jesus says, I come to send what? Fire on the earth. What will I if it be already kindled? The New Living Translation reads it this way. He says, I have come to set the world on fire. You hear what he said? He said, I've come to set the world on fire. There's going to be some things burning, folks. Come on. Jesus said, I come to set the what? The world on fire. And fire indicates the character of the Holy Spirit, folks. Amen? He said we should be baptized with the Holy Ghost and a what? And a what? Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're looking for manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The breath of air flowing through. The fragrance of God. Hallelujah. Blowing through the room. Blowing through the room. Hallelujah. Where people sense the fire of God. Come on, he's going to bring a burning sensation on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So when the word goes forth, for you're reading the word, you sense the burning on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify your holy and majestic name. Holy Ghost, Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, I come to set this world on fire. This world is about to be put on fire. And it's going to be the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to see a fire rage across these United States, rage across this Caribbean. Come on. And it's going to soon consume everything in its path. He's going to bring Satan to his knees. Come on, I'm looking for a shaking in the heavens. And a shaking in the earth. Hallelujah. God is about to shake some things, folks. That's why we're praying for the awakening. But we got to know what to expect when it comes. We got to know what to expect when it comes. And there's a lot more things that we need to learn about the Holy Ghost that we, you know, we touch on. He's the comforter. He's in this and he's this and this. But there's a lot more to the Holy Ghost than what we know. And it's in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So lift your hand and say, thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. We're going to hear the sound of the Holy Ghost moving in the air. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm long lost relatives you've been working on. Holy Ghost is going to hit them. And they're going to know that they know that they know I'm in sin. And I need to make a change. That's what the wicked is about. Bringing people to the fact that I'm doing something wrong and I need to make a change. But there is somebody that will help me make the change. I don't have to change by myself. I have help. The Holy Ghost is here to help me. Hallelujah. Father, we thank and we praise you. We glorify your holy and majestic name, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, there have been instances where Holy Ghost hit people that said, they just said, I feel like I'm on fire. Because that's a characteristic of the Holy Ghost. A lot of times he's burning off some things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Purifying some things. Refining some things. Why? So you can come forth as pure gold, shining silver, worthy of the master's shoes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So fire is not always bad. Fire can be very good because it burns things off that shouldn't be there in the first place. That's been trying to hold on and attach itself to you and try to make itself permanent on you, but fire will burn it off. Hallelujah. So we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. We need to place a demand on the fire of the Holy Ghost to flow through our workplaces. Come on, because you know some places, people in your workplaces, they need the fire of God. That's the only thing that's going to change them. They need the fire of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, some people, when you go to the ghost story, oh, you need the fire. You know you need the fire of God. <laughs> you so nasty. You need the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, guess what? That fire is here, folks. We're not waiting for the awakening. The awakening is already here. We just got to recognize what it is. Ha, ha, shake. Come on, lift your hands up. Oh, Come on, we're in it, folks. Ha, ha, shake. Holy Ghost revealing himself. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Just begin to worship. Just begin to worship God. We worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, shake, 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 my, 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 my